All right, this is your theme song. Okay, wait, this sounds awful. What band was Sammy Hager in? Uh, or was he ever in a band? Yeah, I think he was. Let's forget. Oh, that's right, yeah, he's in Van Halen. Ah, Van Halen, I knew it. Welcome to the Hey Fridge Podcast. Oh, today's guest I'm so excited about. This is his theme song, by the way. Heavy Metal by I, Sammy Hagar. Well, like this, or this, this I wish it was. Life. I can't really, like, claim it, you know, because I kind of self... Made it your own. Self made it my own. I love it. It's so good. Uh, the most interesting man of Arlington is joining me, by the way. I'm Sarah Frazier on the uh, podcast today. And John Morgan is here. John, how's it going? It's going good. I'm a little tired. Just got back from a uh, 10 day long vacation. Oh, where were you? First half was kind of like a National Lampoon, Chevy Chase esque type disaster but we ended on a good note so that was good so what whole family went and uh, uh yes yeah, so flew out two two fridays ago to south lake tahoe um we were gonna go skiing for a week i said we were going to go skiing for a week what happened <laughs> so the first two days it rained um and then we got that storm jupiter came through did you hear about that i actually didn't hear about this oh it was a it was the biggest storm they'd had in an entire decade you know that crazy weatherman jim cantori yeah yeah, sure. yeah he was out there like raging at the bottom of heavenly which is the mountain where we were gonna ski at and he was he was uh, out there so you know it's bad when he shows up <laughs> and so we were we were uh in the cabin like at least when it was raining we got out to like the bowling alley and we got to the casino and stuff but when it snowed we were we were locked in the cabin and then the next day they did delayed openings on one of the ski lifts and we were like all right let's go they open at 10 so we show up at 11 they go all right we're closing at noon it's too bad it's a blizzard and we're like oh god so we're like well we made it this far we're going do do you do the disclaimer by the way oh the disclaimer yeah you've listened to the show for a long time so you know the whole thing i cuss thing. without you know oh my god them, so. cuss anyway i feel like people by this point know anyway yeah. so you can like let it fly i gotta bring it up so just say fuck okay fuck. it's fine yeah there you go Tits. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh, oh there you go. All right. So, okay. So we're stuck in this Nightmare. fucking cabin, and we we do it for a couple days. It's going well, and then but then we go to this we go to this lift, and we're like, all right, we made it this far. We can't go. Fuck it. Let's go to the uh, clubhouse and get a drink and some food, and we do it. And all of a sudden, we get a text saying that they closed the one road that goes back to, to, your cabin? to our cabin. And they say, it'll be one hour, just avalanche testing. Because they shoot these, like, howitzers at the, at the side of the mountains. That's actually kind of cool. And then they induce avalanches. But one hour turns into 12 hours. Oh, my God. You guys were stuck at the restaurant? Oh, they, were, they started. They were like, I think we're going to have to sleep here. So they start pulling out the pads <laughs> that they wrap around the ski lift poles, you know, in case you hit them. We were using those as mattresses, and then midnight... This is epic. Oh, I doze off on one of the mattresses. Oh, and the worst part is, they can't serve alcohol. Bars closed. Why? We're sitting there sipping Gatorade, about to have the shining happen in this in this lodge. I mean, I was looking for an axe to just come through a door. Here's Johnny. But we finally get out at, at midnight, and we go home, and the road hasn't been plowed near, near the cabin that we're at, so my sister parks her car, the rental car, right next to the driveway. Next morning, we wake up. It's towed. Five, $560 because, yeah, if you're listening South Lake Tahoe Towing Company, go fuck yourself. 
They charged us extra because they had to dig us out. What a joke. Are you kidding? No, it was a disaster. Oh, so at that point, companies are the worst. At that point, my sister's crying. Business. She's saying she wants to get another uh, ticket, change her ticket to fly home and everything. But then that day, we finally got out to the mountain. We had great skiing. The next day, we had a full day, great skiing. Um, How are your parents, by the way? Are they nervous people? or are they? No, like, they're pretty, so chill. Like they're my chill. mom was just boozing the whole time. I mean, she, <laughs> she's she's really cool. My dad's kind of a space cadet. He would just like sit in his room, and like he would come out, have like a Bloody Mary, and then go back in his room and watch Fox News. And <laughs> he's one of those guys. Oh, my, uh, but oh, the, I love it. Uh, icing on the cake. So I went back with my oldest sister, who lives in San Francisco. We hung out there for a few days, which was awesome. I got perfect weather. It's It was sunny. You know, I got to do the tour. So it ended on a good note. Kind of like the National Lampoon movies. They always get to, you Yeah, know? right. The family always is together but and loving. But I see my other sister, the one who had the rental car and has the two kids and uh, cried that one morning. She texts us and says, right before we got to the airport to return the rental car, my two-year-old, uh, her two-year-old infant threw up a whole bottle of Gatorade in her rental <laughs> car. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they drink red Gatorade, so... Nice. Oh. But yeah, but the San Francisco was good. You know, I got a little, you know, I'm kind of the little, the southern guy from the south. I went all the way over to hippie land in San Francisco. <laughs> I, I liked it. It was cool. Well, I'm excited that you're on this podcast because yeah. we have a ton to talk about. And actually, when I was telling people, because uh, we have some mutual friends, right? Oh, yeah. So when I was telling people that you were going to be on, people were very excited because they were saying you're the first real man to ever be on this podcast. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry, sorry Sammy. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. And I think that's true. I mean, you are kind of a guy's guy. Like, Sammy was a sensitive dude. Like, he didn't, and he never watched sports. He never shot guns. I mean, Sammy claimed that he had ridden a snowmobile on a four-wheeler, but the joke always was, is that I really <laughs> wanted to get him on a four-wheeler just to see. Oh, yeah. We grew up, we grew up riding fours. Yeah, I would love to see Sammy on a four-wheeler. <laughs> Me, too. With his little so, broken vans, <laughs> trying, to, trying to click the gears. We have so much to cover on this podcast. First of all, um, over the past couple of days, I am obsessed, obsessed with this story about the girl, uh, in, I think it's in South Carolina, who was kidnapped oh, from yeah. a hospital 18 years That's ago. That's nuts. Her, her, her mom that raised her, right, so she thinks that it's her mom, is now in jail. Uh, she's being reunited with the biological parents. It is the craziest. Yeah. And I don't even know. I, I'm dying to get your thoughts on this because do you think it's right to put this woman in jail? I mean, she did kidnap. Her I know. Kid. She, I mean, she baby snatched. I mean, she baby snatched. So we have to talk all about that. Okay. Uh, also, Shaw Bijou, which was the the restaurant in D.C. that got a ton of buzz, is now closing. Okay. I'll give you the scoop on all that. Right. Um, Bob Ross eye makeup <laughs> is real. I, that one's good. <laughs> and then we've got to discuss this because, as the real man on this show, I'm dying to. And and you know, Dan and I are supposed to go skeet shooting with you. I although, know. I need to take you. I know. Although that might not happen because you're you're moving. Yeah. No. So I'm moving to Charlotte in three weeks. You might have to recommend a good skeet shooting place. I mean, I can still come up and take you. It's not like I'm going to be gone forever. Oh, that's true. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but I I saw this story I was fascinated by that handguns and guns mm-hmm. in the future are going to be much like smartphones. Right. Where you're, they're going to be able to unlock by your fingerprint. Mm-hmm. And as a hunter and a guy that's grown up around guns, I want to see if you think that would actually work. Um. You know, when you first sent me this article, I was like, oh, gung-ho, and kind of like, yeah, I think it is really going to catch on. And then I took a little step back. Um, I think there's going to be a small niche of people that are definitely going to use it at first, and I think it'll grow some, um, especially the handguns. There's always, especially people with a lot of money that like guns, they love mm. the new tech. They love the new technology. I mean, they trick out with all kinds of electronics. Um, 
The problem is, is the first time a story comes out where a guy puts his hand on this gun in and a it home invasion work. and it doesn't work, that's going to backfire. But I know. but I will say I love this. It's a very good step in the right direction. I mean, any kind of innovation with gun safety is great. So, I mean, even if his idea doesn't necessarily work, hopefully it will spark more innovation. I I love that. So we have yeah. to talk about that. Uh, also, California Tortilla. I have to give them a major shout-out, John. They do Go sponsor our, our podcast. Yeah, I know. I listen. I heard it. Sounds uh, delicious. I know. Caltor- have you been to Caltor, by the no, way? No, I haven't. You know, where, where is it exactly? In- oh, they have 27 locations oh, wow. all around the D.C. area. All you got to do, John, is visit their website, Caltor.com. Okay. Or you can order online, by the way, right now. Uh, because you can score anything from California Tortilla. You can customize your own meal, or you can order from their menu. But like I said, to customize... Customize and order ahead of time and then pick it up. Just visit Caltor.com and stop into one of Caltor's 27 D.C. area locations and choose from more than 20 original recipes, all made in-house. Also, if you want to order ahead of time, you got to download their app also by visiting Caltor.com. So there you go. Um, I had a pretty quiet weekend over the weekend. Dan was gone. Oh, you didn't rage? I thought you raged a lot. No, why? Did it seem like I was raging on my I mean, uh, social media? Oh. <laughs> Considering... Sammy always used to make fun of you for having a glass well, of wine and being asleep by 7. And that's basically it. Although I did push myself to stay out on Saturday night to watch oh, the yeah. Pats game. So oh, wow. I was Wait, over at Mad Are you Rose. a Pats fan? Huge Pats fan. I grew up in Maine. Really? Okay. Yeah, big Patriots fan. <laughs> How are you not a Pats fan? I grew up in Carolina. You know the first time the Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl, they lost on a field goal kick to Adam Vin- from Adam Vinatieri. Oh, and it was right. Brady's, Brady's first Super Bowl, too. Oh, I actually very right. much respect Brady. I like him, but Belichick and Kraft can just kind of go fuck themselves. Really? You're not? Why aren't you a fan of uh, Bill Belichick? <sighs> they just think they can do whatever they want. Oh, you did? You think? Okay, yeah. I got it. But that's good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you had your win. Last year was my year until the Super Bowl. Well, I had a great time. But good. I am a big. I am a, a bit of a sports fan, and so I also watched the Green Bay Packers and the that Cowboys game. game, which was amazing. And mm-hmm. I had a really bad prediction, John, because what? I am sort of psychic. What you say? Oh yeah, that's right. You I think it's going to be Packers and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I can see that. Packers win by three. I just have this really bad, and I, I also have this feeling like, I don't know. I think it's getting to be the end for Brady. Yeah. He just looked really slow on Saturday. Like, I know, you know, he does all this age-defining shit, and I'm all about that, but he, he seems slower. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing they talk about is if you bring pressure on him. You know, when, and, and that happened in that game. You yeah. know, anytime he tries to move out of the pocket, he just gets smoked. But uh, have you heard his diet? It's crazy. Oh, it's ridiculous. He eats I avocado love it. ice cream. So, here's the thing, though. Who wants I, that? <laughs> I'm obsessed with his TB12 website and all oh, this yeah. stuff. His brand. But no, but none of it's realistic. Like, who the fuck is going to make that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. of course, if you have a private chef. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm never eating avocado ice cream. Never in my life. Really? Never gonna, no. Fuck no. I hunt and eat meat and stuff. I mean, I'll eat my veggies and stuff. You know, get my nutrients. I ain't eating fucking avocado ice cream. Ever? <sighs> I no. see. I think that sounds delicious, but give I just a, think. Give me a date with Giselle, and I'll eat some avocado ice cream. How oh, she that? is amazing. Um, so I was telling you about this story that I've been obsessed with about the, the girl who was kidnapped 18 years Nuts. ago. Now the mother is going to jail. Uh, and so I'm still kind of confused, too, as to how they found her. But I guess it sounds like over the years, police have received lots of tips. This girl always knew there was something off. Kamaya Mobley is her name. She's 18 years old. Yeah, didn't she say she had an inkling about it like two months before that uh, her mom, her like not real mom got arrested? 
Yeah, and Gloria Williams is 51 years old. She's the one that abducted uh, mm-hmm. Kamaya when she was an infant. Over the weekend, Kamaya was reunited with her biological parents. Charles Mango, who was her father, also came out and started talking to press. And Kamaya just posted on Facebook that Charles is actually a deadbeat dad. And she wants yeah. nothing to do with him. Uh, family members are saying that Kamaya is kind of dealing with it the best she can. But I don't know. Do you think this mom should... I mean, this mom is looking at going to jail for like 30 years. I mean, she kidnapped... She literally walked into I mean, a hospital after yeah. she had a mis- miscarriage and stole a baby. There's got to be some sort of punishment for it. I mean, it did say she had... Well, the other interesting thing, too, is she had the miscarriage a week before right. that it happened. And I've known people that have lost babies and had miscarriages and stuff. I mean, it's devastating. Like, it is... You never heal from it. Right. So you could, I guess, use the angle of she was under distress or whatever. But, I mean, you still stole someone's child. And those the other the, the parents didn't get to raise the kid. And they never met her for 18 years. So there's got to be something. But It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Also, the mom, uh, Gloria, as I mentioned, has a long... Um, yeah, I saw she got a rap sheet, rap right? Sheet. Yeah, she, uh, mostly like check fraud, uh, like unpaid, a lot of, lot of kind of... Domestic... Unpa- Domestic Dispute, disputes, yeah. not paying her mortgage. I believe uh, house went into foreclosure at one point. Now she's living in a Habitat for Humanity. Home. Yeah, that's right. Um, but that I am fascinated by that because, too, like as the biological parents, right? For eighteen years, so you just feel like like your kid is gone. Yeah, you've mourned that child. Like you, you must just kind of reside yourself, even though the family says they always had hope that she would be found yeah. alive. How fucking crazy is that? I just I, it's. It's, like it's unfathomable. Yeah, wrap it's unfathomable. Your mind around it. And I can't even. The kid has just got to be going yo-yo on feelings and emotions and everything because, you know, know. it's just kind of like adopted parents. You know, they say the adopted one. That's who raised me. You know, my biological mom is my biological mom, but my adopted parents were are really the ones who raised me. My real parents. So I think right. she'll always probably have you know some connection to uh, Williams, but she'll also need to have a relationship, obviously, with her real parents. God, I, I, it's just uh, that story is like a movie. Well, she said in the other two, the other thing too was wasn't she? She was like crying when Williams was being yes. Yeah, so that they back. had the video cameras in jail. Yeah. when when they were taking Ooh, that's a little private. <laughs> that's I know. a private moment. Well, your whole life is now like in the public eye. Oh, just, I know. They tell us pictures of her on there. And... Uh, a couple other stories too locally. So Sean Bijou, had you heard of this restaurant that was five hundred dollars a person? Opened up down. Uh, I mean, I eat like super pollo, so no. <laughs> John, what's the most like high end restaurant you've been? to? I mean, actually, I do like like nice food. Yeah. I just like you know it's expensive here, so I don't. So I've been to ra- I went for the raise the steaks once. Okay. That was delicious. Yeah, in Arlington. You know, I'm like you. I'm kind of an Arlingtonian. I know. Arlingtonian. Whatever you say that. Also, uh, I know the maitre d' at um, Cafe Milano, so I've eaten there once. And that actually, let me rephrase, that's the best one I've had. That place is good. Okay, there you go. So you know some high-end places around. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, the- I'm a chameleon. I can, you know, I, if I'm eating... You can go anywhere. I, if I'm eating Super Pollo, I can put on my T-shirt go eat Super Pollo, but I can dress up a little bit, too, and go get fancy. God, you crack me up. Um, well, this restaurant, anyway, was charging $500 a person. That's um, ridiculous. The, one of the lowest ones was $300 for a 13-course meal. And then depending on the drinks and wine pairing, the tab could be around 1000 for a couple. Um, but it only opened for a couple of months, and now it's closing. I don't even know Gee, how to Gee, I wonder s- why. <laughs> I don't know how to say the guy's name. 
I'm surprised you said the rest. Something on a watch. He's a former Top Chef contestant. He's the chef, by the way. I know I just killed his name. I mean, but aren't these? I've heard of these like pairing thirteen course meals, ten course meal type deals. Aren't those? They have restaurants like that in DC, right? They do, and um, you know, Pineapple and Pearl kind of became famous because yes, that's, that's the one I've heard of. Two hundred and fifty dollars a yes. head, and includes everything. The Which is tip, cool. You get the pairings and stuff. I mean, I do that. I mean, I just think like a thousand's a little much. A thousand dollars is that where you draw the line? I mean, no, I'd probably drop drawing two fifty, but I mean, it's all, it all depends on I how much money I make. Two fifty is like somewhat affordable. Yeah. You think you're like okay, okay, it's a lot. It, but, it could be like an anniversary gift for the two of you. You know, yeah. that's, uh, that's that's okay. When things are that expensive, I often like to just say something like, you know, I hope a blowjob comes with it as well. <laughs> like, I mean, for five hundred dollars for two people, Don't we all wish that came with everything, Sarah. <laughs> Come on, like, I hope they're giving you something else. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't ridiculous. know. It's and, and I'm the kind of person. However much money I'm making at the time really depends on how I spend it. Oh so, my god, me if too. If I'm a millionaire. I'll throw away thousands and no, go get go get thirteen course meals and a blowy anytime <laughs> I want. No, I get it. I'm believe me, I'm packing my own lunch these days. <laughs> I know how it goes, John. Yes. Oh, been there. Um, also, how do you feel about this? I, I didn't send you this story ahead of time, but in Frederick, uh, Maryland school system, a state employee or a system employee there is saying that she thinks that the school overreacted after she tweeted back at a kid. On January 5th, a student tweeted to the account, to the school account, asking if school was going to be closed tomorrow. But they spelled tomorrow T-A-M-M-A-R-O-W. Now, Nash, the teacher, ended up responding from the district's account. And she wrote, but then how would you learn how to spell tomorrow? (laughs) Nash said the following, that following her message, she was told not to tweet anymore and that, you know, it would be let go. But other people kind of chimed in saying that this teacher shouldn't be responding to the student like that. And she's now been fired. The school, That's ridiculous. Isn't that ridiculous? The school district said that Nash made about $44,000 a year. I gave her credit because she actually came out and she said that the whole thing, you know, she thought they completely overreacted. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, this another case of America just being too damn uptight with a stick up the butt. They are. Who? But this is what gets me is why do these school districts? I, I can kind of understand school districts. I think they have a hard time, but they cave to the pressure so fast. I do understand the thing. I guess that they're worried about the social media thing, like texting or tweeting back at a student because you know, like nowadays, there's all those teacher scandals and stuff. And oh, they you usually, mean when the teachers have sex with the kids? Yeah, and they usually and it usually starts with stuff like that. <laughs> Like a text, a tweet, or something like that. But yeah. Oh, I, my God. But no. I mean, come on. That's funny. When you were in high school, were there any students having sex with teachers? Um, So there was a girl, like, my sister's grade, and she was, like, 15. And I, <clears throat> I knew this teacher was a piece of shit, too. He and was they a, were hooking up. He was a track coach, and I was like, everyone was like, oh, he's really nice. Like, oh, you just get to need I was like, no, there's something fucking wrong with this dude. <laughs> And then, Shut ooh, two weeks later, here, well, they're banging in the locker room. Did he yeah. get fired? Was this? Oh, of, yeah. I, and was then, it like a big story, or was it kind of kept quiet? Oh, they kept it kind of quiet, actually. I only heard about it through my sister, but I was also only in middle school. So, And back then, you know, since I'm now approaching 30 and thinking I'm a dinosaur, I'm like, back then they didn't have social media. Oh, it's so, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything's all over everywhere. I know. My, back in my high school, there was a guy. Yeah, was there one? There was a teacher, yeah. Well, I feel like everybody's I got one. I actually felt bad for this teacher because it was more, I feel like the female students like pursued this guy and oh. they would go to his house, but he was too nice. Oh, you said students. So oh, mostly? yeah. There were like women that were all over this guy. Like he, We had two Mr. Flanagans. Like The older Mr. Flanagan was awesome, and then his son was the one that was like really good looking, oh. but then these, these like 16-year-olds would show up at his house and like... 
always yeah. be trying to party and like bring him alcohol. Yeah, but that's still. I mean, when you when you're a teacher, that's well, yeah. It's like, dude, you got to tell you, him to fucking leave. You know that's going to happen. I mean, if you're, yes. it doesn't even matter. I mean, you can be ugly and it still happens. It's a power thing a lot of the times, and the hormones are just going nuts. And... <laughs> <laughs> I like your breakdown of it. Oh yeah, I mean, I know. I uh, look. You know how mature I am as this age. Imagine John fucking Morgan, 16, riled up on hormones. Oh, my God. You must have been hysterical. Oh, I wish I had a picture of me, too. I used oh. to have a long afro and everything. What? Oh, yeah. You got to I went through, like, this. a skater face. I don't, I, I don't know. There's pictures my mom has back home. Maybe I'll send you one. So, by the way, you were turning 30, and I, and I was saying when you were coming on this show, like, I like to talk personal yeah. topics. And, and one thing that happened to me over the weekend that I, I need your advice. Because do you ever get nervous in front of people? You don't seem like a nervous guy. Uh, yeah, actually, I do get a little anxious to some. I'm not really? shaking a little bit. I'm a little sweating a little bit right now. You really? Just a tad. Oh, my God. This it's good nervous. It makes you feel alive. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I had this phone call, right, to pitch. Like, I'm also starting to produce, like, with a production house, some shows, because yeah. I also, I want to do that. Like, That's I want to be a female Congrats. Andy Cohen, you know? <laughs> Thanks, John. So, I have this call with the head of, like, development for Fox, right. you know, to pitch, to talk to him about ideas. I was, like, a bumbling mess. And this is a phone call. I and I'm like, how do you get it together? How do you stop being nervous? But there were like a lot of ums and ahs. And then this guy would just like go through long pauses. And I'd be like, are you there? And he, <laughs> it was so awkward. I think long pauses are actually much better than ums and oohs. Because and, oh. it shows that you're thinking. I, I don't know what to do to break this spell. But recently, like, it's I honestly It's I've trial by fire. It is trial by fire. You think you just keep going oh, I used eventually? to be awful at it. I'm still not good at it, but grad school, when you're presenting in front of professors, like for my candidacy paper, <laughs> I walked in, they walk in the room and there's four old men who look like hungry lions. I know that sounds kind of, you know, a little gay, a little weird, but <laughs> then they, yeah, they shut the door and lock it and you're basically in their hands for an hour. And that's, that was the first one that was Bad. Like you were super nervous. Oh my god! I mean, this. Well, I had one professor that was really, 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 really well respected, and he tore my ass a new one. Why? Um, what about the paper? Oh yeah, that's the point. They just want to see. They want to poke holes and everything, and they want to see how you react and stuff. So, and then also, you know, I got a new job, so the interviewing process. So I've got a little bit of practice. How was the interviewing process for your new job? Were you it was like, it, I mean, it was like, like no, it. one of them I botched really bad. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, at, she was like, like have you ever done the thing where you are like you having a stroke? Have you ever done the thing where you like try and overcomplicate things? Like you sound really smart, yes. and they want they want they want just want a simple answer. Yes. Oh, I botched one like that. I was talking about all of these like statistical uh, techniques and everything, and she was like, I just want a graph, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Needless to say, that's not the job I got. Do you ever do this? Because this is what I did in that one. Like, do you ever like uh, you don't mean to trash the person's work, but you trash their work? Oh, that's so, grad school right there. <laughs> so this is, this guy had developed some talk shows over the past years. He's, he's worked for that work for many years, right? But he's developed some talk shows that have since been canceled. So he basically was saying to me, like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I've always not wanted that to- shit." <laughs> Is that what you did? I said, well, you know, I've always wanted to change the way that people watch talk shows. Because I said, you know, you know, yeah. the way you guys used to do them, that, like, is it's dead. It doesn't work. And he, like, completely went silent. I was like, but I mean, not about, like, your <laughs> shows. I, it, it was just, like, a mess. I, I don't think that's too bad. I think that that's not as bad as, like, just <sighs> kind of, blah, 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 you know, stumbling over your own words and stuff. Oh, God. Because it shows that you're innovative, I guess, and that you are you want to change. I mean, these people want change, so I don't do think they? that's too, yeah, I never that's know. 
I never know. I feel like they all say that. Yeah, but then it, these companies really don't want change. It's tough when you're going through one person. Like, if you, I like... I'm much better with, like, panel interviews, because you can always pander one person. Oh, yeah, then you can, like, change it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, just my cell phone. So, you're getting ready to turn 30, though, and this was my question, because mm-hmm. I was saying to you, like, what's something personal we can talk about? And you were saying that you're getting pressure to get married. I mean, yeah, and it's not even, like, from my family or friends or anything. It's just, like, pre- you know, especially when we were just talking about this day of social media, I feel like... You know, it's like everyone posts their engagements and every every little part of their engagement and their marriage. And then I feel like it snowballs. And then you'll see one friend out of a group of friends. And then it's just like they get married and the other person gets married. Is everybody in your friend circle married? No, we're about... So I've got... I was in a fraternity and a lot of the older guys now, that maybe like a couple years older, they're all getting married. I mean, they're basically full-fledged. They're starting to have kids. And then like my friend group's kind of like twenty five percent maybe, but they all have like oh that's not bad okay. But then they're all on the on the path. Have like they I went seven weddings. Oh, seven weddings this, in twenty sixteen. This year, yeah, I no. was broke this this past year. What, no, no, is... last year, not this year, last year. Crazy. Yeah, it was awful. Um, I think I would say no. I have one this year, so that's it. So that's good. Is uh, that going to be your limit? I would put a cap limit on weddings. I, I mean, yeah, it it, it just sucks. Because, like, they're your fraternity brothers, most of them, and then, like, you're, so you're really close friends. Like, you kind of have to go. And I even, well, I got invited to seven. I think I went to, like, four or five because I just couldn't afford it. And uh, living yeah. in, but although living away, every all of them live in North Carolina for the most part. So you're like, oh, God, I'm in Virginia. I can't make it that weekend. Oh, tough. <laughs> just kidding to my friends out there. Um, you know, I love y'all. So that sucks, though, that now you have, like, this kind of, like, you're feeling the pressure to get married. Yeah, but it's just, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people get married because they're like, oh, it's the thing the thing to do now. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to get into a situation where I'm married, but I'm not, like, in it. Like, I don't, I'm not happy about it because, I, I don't know, I, I like my freedom and stuff. So, like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like, and it sounds selfish, but I feel like it's more selfish to just get married to someone and then, like, drag them down because you weren't really in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a tough decision. Right. How do you? What's your philosophy, by the way, on marriage? Do you feel like you'll just know when you're ready, yeah. or do you feel like you're just going to have to jump in, like force yourself to jump in? No, and give it a go? definitely not force yourself to jump. I think. No. I mean, everyone's okay. going to have their doubts. I'm looking obviously. for my own advice. Everyone's <laughs> going to have their doubts, obviously, but <laughs> you need to be ready. I mean, yeah. There, like, so I went to my ten. Yeah, another old dinosaur thing. I went to my ten year high school reunion uh, over Thanksgiving break. There was one girl already had a divorce. Oh, yeah. It was, well, I was going to ask you that because I'm a couple years older than you are. So. Okay, so you're about my sister's age. So. I'm 34, and I would say yeah. half of my friends now are getting divorced. She has one of my sister's best friends is twice divorced now. Two times Two at 34? Times. Yeah. No, this maybe I feel a, like 32, 33. This woman's See, amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, is, you shouldn't worry about it. And especially science and technology nowadays, you know, you can have a baby at 45. Yeah, if Janet Jackson's having one at 50, I mean, I'm going to be like 55. I'm going to break that If Madonna is shaving Nike swooshes into her vagina, you can have a baby when you're 70. Did that look like her vagina, by the way? You think that was real? No! There was not a single wrinkle on that thing. (laughs) By the way, okay. That pussy goes back to the Stone Age. There's not a single wrinkle on it. So Madonna, okay, did you see that? Madonna is supposedly coming to the Women's March. And by the way, do you, right now, John, if I were to quiz you, do you know what women and men are marching about this Saturday for the Women's March? Do you have any idea what we're marching about? I mean, isn't it just kind of like feminism and gender equality? I know that's a very broad (laughs) statement, everything. But I mean, that's actually good. But it's like the Trump thing, you know, and everyone's mad. You know, women, and I don't blame them, feel threatened about Trump with. You know, grab them by the pussy and all that stuff. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. Well, you pretty much nailed it. 
<laughs> but I had no idea because they're saying it's not supposed to be anti-Trump. It, but uh, did really? you get that? Do you feel like it's anti-Trump? I mean, I, I feel like it stems from that. But I mean, either way, it's fine. I mean, but by the way, out there, you know, I, I may sound like a Republican. Or I did not vote for Trump. Just FYI. Oh, good, because we had a Republican on last week, and I got some serious hate mail. No, nah, I'm a little like, I actually voted for your boy, Gary Johnson. Feel the Johnson, baby. Oh, yes! Yeah. I know. Well, poor guy didn't know where Aleppo was. I yeah, well, I feel if, if uh, you know, between um, Trump saying grab him by the pussy and Hillary Clinton fainting or whatever. Oh, she's I feel terrible, like, yeah. I, mean, I feel like Aleppo brain farts, okay? We all brain farts. I, that is the truth. I wouldn't, yeah. I think oh that's what's going to be my answer next time I have a brain fart. It's going to be like, Aleppo. Yeah, exactly. Just reference that. Aleppo. So, um, anyway, Madonna is supposed to be coming, and there was an image that she posted on her Instagram yeah. of uh, the Nike swoosh um, shaved into a woman's pubic hair, and she's trying to claim it as her own. A woman's pubic hair, not her. You don't think pubic it's hair. hers, though? I don't know. That looked... It, well, there it looks like it, it was looked, a rejuvenated vagina. Like, she's probably had a vag lift or something. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess they got some crazy technology out of these days. But, <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, that's a paleolithic vagina <laughs> on her pot, though. So. That thing's old. Madonna's going to be here. Katy Perry's going to be here. Uh, so there's actually a list out. Uh, they've put out specific bullet points of what we're supposed to be marching for. Are you going? I'm going to go down, yeah. Nice. I'm yeah, staying I'm away excited. from the whole inauguration thing. I just... I know. I mean, I'm not all that. I'm not. I'm gonna go to work too yeah. on Friday or Saturday. Well, it's not. Or, the oh, oh, the march, march is on Saturday. Oh, I thought it was during the inauguration. Saturday. I thought it was. Oh, but you'll be working during the inauguration. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go down. I mean, look. I, I don't know. I, I have, don't blame me if you would. I, I, I usually err on the side. I stay away from protests. There's too much crazy stuff that goes on. They're saying that nearly 600,000 people will take part in this, but I believe that's going to also include the 281 sister marches that are across the globe that are happening. Mm. But here's the deal. So now on the Women's March on Washington website, they've put out the agenda. So this is what we're supposedly marching right. for. Pass the Equal Rights Amendment. Okay. End institutional, institutional sexism and the pay gap. And support reproductive rights for all people, regardless of income, sex, and race. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can get behind all those three things. No problem with that. And as I mentioned, some big-name celebrities. Amy Schumer is supposed to be here. Madonna and her swoosh badge. See, I I want to hear from, like, Schumer and Kelly, like, the young ones. (laughs) Madonna's (laughs) just, I feel like, like, I know she's, it's a good cause, but the Nike swoosh is just like, hey, look at me, I'm young. And she said, even, she even said, yes. Like, you know, the Y-A-S-S. Do you think Madonna yeah. tries too hard? Oh, God, yes. She says that she's uh, doing this, by the way, because of ageism, that people, you know, that she should act a certain way now because she's getting near to 60. But she says that that's basically discrimination. She should be able to act the way There's she wants. There's a difference wants. between ageism and shaving Nike swishes in your pubic hair. <laughs> I'm torn. Madonna gave a good speech about basically how she was, like, discriminated against and held down. So how are you going to do yours when you go to the... The March. Hmm. Well, I would like, like to shave Nike like swoosh? a middle finger into it. Oh, that's a good one. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't get. I didn't get the nice Nike swoosh thing. What? Just do it. Is that what? Yeah, it like? says just do it. Did you, no, did like, you read on that? I read on one of the articles. It said people were responding where. Or who was it? Ann Coulter said, "Yeah, a lot of guys <laughs> thinking been there, done that." <laughs> I didn't. I did see that actually. That tweet was pretty funny. See, you know how you could make it like look cool, and you could also impress Dan. You could put like a little Empire emblem from Star Wars in there. Like, shave that in there? He would love that. Yeah, it'd be great. Yes. Oh, my God. That would be perfect. What's the uh, What's the little, um, not the Ewok guy, Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, I shave did, Yoda like, the Yoda there. there. Oh, my God. And, and underneath it, you can write, like, you did, get real fancy and say, oppress me, you won't. <laughs> Shut the 
great. See? Oh my god, saving I your relationship that. and helping you, you protest. You are seriously. That's so good. Um, all right, I want to talk to you about the two these two kind of hunting stories. Yep. First of all. So a 19-year-old MIT student has come up with this smart technology. It's He's really not the first to do this, though. They came up with this several years ago, and yeah. it didn't work, so it never really got anywhere. Um, but this kid says that he's actually getting closer to being able to produce, like, a foolproof, won't-fail gun where it reads your finger, then unlocks. Right. You think that the NRA, gunsmen, people that shoot, hunt, will ever get on board? Well, like, yeah. if, if, if this was, like... It totally worked 100% of the time. Or do you think that this is infringing well, on... Well, that's, that's, the, that's the issue, I think, is that totally works 100% of the time. Okay. Because like I, like I said earlier, the first instance that someone puts their finger on that in a home invasion or a cop does it when he's trying to protect somebody or shoots, shoot a criminal, first time that fails, NRA's going to be all over it. They're going to be showing that story, and, and people are going to shy away from it. Um, the first step probably would be to get like some sort of like maybe FBI or you know some sort of federal organization to adopt it. That'd be the first part. But like, like if I said, they really did it. Yeah. Then you think other people would catch on? Yeah, actually, ironically enough, the gun that he's using in that is a Glock, and a Glock's a, a, a Glock is um, you can like put it in sand and water and stuff and still fire and it? still fire it. It's very 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 durable. That's kind of one of their sell points. So. <laughs> Funny enough, they were talking about that. He would have to make, if he wanted to use that one, he'd have to make that one, like, waterproof, sandproof. I mean, you can dump it in a bucket of salt, bucket of salt water. And, and still fire? Oh, yeah, those things are those things are the AK-47s of handguns, which I know means nothing to you. <laughs> no, I have no clue AK-47s are, like, the wooden ones. That's, you always see that. Yeah, the AK-47 is the one that fires, like, 100 rounds, like, a minute. Well, no, the, right? the thing that people love them is they made a lot of them during the Cold War, and then, you know, they didn't use them. So now they're they're on the market. They're so easy to find. You can get them for like $200, and the same thing. Dump them in water. Dump them in sand. They'll fire. Are you for, by the way, stricter gun laws um, as, a, as de- a guy who well, grew up with guns? Yeah, I mean, depending on um, where, depending on the gun the- law you're talking about. Like, one thing that I think is just the wild, wild west, and I know I got, I'm going to have friends out here listening to this that are just, ah, oh, you asshole. Uh, <laughs> gun <laughs> shows. most of our audience. Gun shows are Ridiculous, because gun shows you don't really need yeah, the background check, no, right? No, you don't. That, so that's the loophole. You that's go to a loophole. gun show, you buy anything you want. Uh, and you can even buy stuff like I'm not just talking about guns. Like you can buy converter kits to make guns automatic. So wow, all there. What's crazy is a lot of people don't realize how easy it is to make a, an assault rifle automatic. You just there, all there is is there's a mechanism that when the chamber goes back to eject the round and comes back forward. In an automatic weapon, it'll fire the firing pin again, and then the gas blowback will shoot the chamber back, and then when it comes back again, it'll hit it. There's a mechanism to stop that in semi-automatic weapons. Ah, gotcha. So you go to a gun show, you buy that. And yeah, I mean, not for all weapons, but yeah, for some simple assault rifle. And well, this is the other thing, too, that God, I think about this. The t- is cra- this <laughs> is like gun knowledge with John Morgan. Well, you know, and, this and, is and good. This, I never this, know any of this. This is what I preach to everyone about gun safety. Is My father, he grew up hunting or whatever and fishing. He started showing me gun safety when I was eight years old. I got my first shotgun, double barrel, side by side, when I was 10 years old, started hunting and everything. He taught me, you know, that a gun is a very serious thing and that, yeah, you know, major you're, responsibility. you're holding life and death, basically. When yeah. You hold it. So I grew up around him. Gun safety still, I mean, it's very important to me. I don't ever, ever point a barrel in a direction it shouldn't go. And I think See, that's a big thing, too. It's like you. It's so hard to tell people to follow more gun safety, but 
that's like a huge issue with accidents and stuff. It's just basic gun safety. Yeah, just so many people are so dumb. And just... I think it's just how do you ever or are you ever going to stop people, you know, criminals that go in and shoot 50 that's people in I'm a saying. nightclub? How are you ever going to... Yeah, and even even if they get this, you know, smart tech, then the, there's going to be start people to figure out how to hack them and stuff. I mean, when a criminal will get a gun That's now, true. there's a serial number on a gun, kind of like a license plate, where it attaches it to your name. Like, I have a handgun. Its serial number is attached to my name. Well, right, a but criminal you're can doing just file it. that off. Well, right. then they're going to get smart, and then they're going to take the technology and probably figure out how to hack it. I mean, it'll be more difficult. Than I know. It'll be the Russians. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll probably shoot the guns at ourselves. Yeah, I know. Shit. They'll just the barrel point back yeah, at you. Exactly They're right. just going to bend the barrel to point back I, at you. I know. I'm sure they will. The other one I wanted to ask you about, too, is uh, this family, by the way, that had kept a pet deer. Uh, and the game wardens then came and shot it in Kansas, the wildlife officials there. Yeah. Uh, this has been an ongoing issue for a small town about a fi- um a, I guess I'm trying to think of what the deer's name is because they had actually named it. Faleen. Yeah, it was Faleen. a mule deer. What's a mule deer? Is that uh, just like it's just a, it's like a bigger type of deer that's out in the Midwest. So Faleen was kept as a pet by this family. Uh, the family says that they had raised her and that Faleen was tame but free. And that she did not deserve to die. Uh, wildlife authorities say the deer was a socialized wildlife animal that can be very harmful to people, spread disease to other yep. animals. Uh, euthanizing wildlife is never a pleasant situation, and it's especially difficult when there are people present who are emotionally attached. That was according to a law enforcement assistant director there. But they had to do it. Uh, so this has sparked a lot of online debate, though, as if the family was saying that they wanted failing to be relocated to like uh, an animal protective sort of... Uh, Area or yeah, whatever they looked at. I think they said they called some parks and stuff. Yeah, to take them. They wanted to see if a park would take her, but instead they just shot her dead. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's like I saw they, they said they shot her, shot her in the head, and then like four more times, like right in front, like straight up execution style, like Quentin Tarantino movie type stuff. Oh my god! I, I mean, I, both parties are wrong in this one. You're not supposed to. You could. You should never take a wild animal and make it a pet. I mean, there's a reason that there's laws against it. I mean. They, it's cute, whatever that they got this deer, but they basically basically gave it a death sentence by by, the game by trying to make it. A pet. On the other hand, you can take that yeah, mule deer true. and take it somewhere else and give it a lethal injection. You don't need to pop it in the head while the family's sitting there watching. <laughs> Bambi, fucking Bambi, two right there. Yeah. They killed it, like, right in front of them, essentially. Uh, Authorities also said that they had gone to the house several times over the past couple of years for various reports because people had said that Faleen, you know, had wandered places or whatever. Faleen would come into their house, lay on the uh, carpet or on the sofa. I mean, yeah, that seems cute and fun and everything, and I guess it is, but... Yeah, you gave, that, you gave that deer a death sentence. Anyway, animal rights activists, though, were upset that they killed Faleen in front of them and do yeah, feel like they could have relocated her. And that is kind of messed up. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, they got kids. They're going to be traumatized <laughs> yeah. forever. Uh, Bob Ross eye makeup is real. If you saw this trend on Facebook over the weekend, I thought this was pretty hysterical. A woman took the time where she is now painting on her eyelid Bob Ross eye makeup. She says others can do it, too. That does not look easy. I'm not going to lie. No, it looks very difficult. It's just like basically micro-painting. Uh, the Twitter user's name is at Ty underscore Browse, a.k.a. Jenny Srimung, um, who nice. shared the photo. Nice pronunciation. I don't think that's even correct. You're getting better at it, though. I feel like now, even if it's not correct, you just like, you're yeah, like and then yeah. you just kind of go with it. I do it with conviction. Yeah, that's like, what you got to do. Oh, yeah, Jenny Srimung. And that's no, not even close to how you say her fucking name. That, it's an interesting little look there, though. 
She replicated the trees that Bob Ross was known for and the beloved scenic uh, na- uh, nature scenes. This is amazing. She used a ton of colored eyeliners in the back of my hand uh, for making and mixing a palette to create similar colors to the ones that Bob would use. Okay, just think about this for a second. This is how wild America is. You were talking about dick eyeliner two weeks ago. Now we're talking about Bob Ross. People have nothing to do. No. You go from cocks to trees and beautiful scenery. You had to walk around one day, your last day here in Arlington. With Bob Ross eye makeup or dick liner, what would you choose? Mm. See, I'm a big Bob Ross fan. I think I'd have to go with that. He's, <laughs> I think it would look good I mean, on you. He's, he's the guy, every time you watch him paint, you know, you just felt good about yourself. You wanted <laughs> so to go out relaxing. in nature. Yeah. So I'd probably have to go with that. Plus, I don't want cocks in my eyes. <laughs> you don't want a big dick in your, no, on I'm, your eyelid I'm there? all set with dicks and eyeballs. Um, I, I wanted to read you. I get advice questions all the time. Right, so, right. so you can email me, Sarah, with an H, at HeyFrage.com, if you ever want to weigh in on the show or there's a topic you want us to discuss um, or you have an advice question. So I got an advice question over the weekend, and I figured you'd be the perfect person to help with this. Okay. Okay? Let's, let's see. So here's what she writes. She writes, Hey, Frage, so I have a question. Uh, you're witty and down-to-earth and smart. Do you think it's okay to keep exes around? Well, not exactly exes, but hookups around. Like, say I slept with a plumber once, so I keep him around in case I ever need plumbing done. Like, real toilet plumbing, LOL. My God. And I'm in a serious relationship. Would it be okay to bring him over to do the plumbing at a discount or even free? Or should I get another plumber? One that I did not hook up with. Is this a porno? <laughs> Keep the plumber over? Oh, yeah, the plumber's over coming over to clean my pipes. Like This is legit. Wait, so... So you're... So, like, you know... But does she have a boyfriend now? Yes, she's in a serious well, does relationship. Does the boyfriend know that he cleaned her pipes? Well, no, she hasn't invited him over yet, but here's the thing. So, like, if you were in a relationship, like, serious relationship, and your significant other was like, hey, I didn't really date this guy, but we had sex once... And he's a plumber, and he'll come over, and he'll fix our toilet for 50 bucks. I mean, that's prostitution, isn't it? <laughs> but wait, you don't have to sleep with him again. Uh, but you slept with him once, and now you're using your... Really? Am now I you're using... one? I would completely do this. I mean, I don't know. It depends on... I mean, I'm a frugal person, too. It depends on the kind of discount you're getting. But there's a bunch of plumbers. I, I would feel like this would be fine as long as you disclosed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would just be, I think, disclose it to your, your significant other and see what they say. I mean, Has there ever been anyone that you've had sex with in the past who had some sort of skill and you were like, God, I really wish that I could call her to like, I mean, I know you do taxes, so you know that, but like. <laughs> I do not do taxes. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. not my job. No, that's insulting, Sarah. I'm an economist, oh, not, a, oh, not sorry, an accountant. Sorry. So insulting. Just kidding. Oh no God. one knows the difference. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, no, an economist. Yeah, you're right. That's a big difference. Don't you like project economy and trends? And- project economy. That was a very smart statement. <laughs> yes, we project <laughs> economy. Whatever the fuck you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, we do a lot of it's, accounting. I think no offense to accounts out there. It's more a little bean counting where we do like predictive <laughs> analytics. Yeah, predictive analytics. See, this is this is one of those times I'm telling you where I'm just spitting out complicated words just to confuse you. Well, it worked. Yeah. So yeah, we do like we look at relationships between two variables and stuff and i do like credit modeling so basically you're trying to find the output of a credit decision okay based on people's credit this sounds interesting <laughs> yeah this everyone just tuned why don't out. we get back to talking about yeah guns. let's get back economics dick liner and guns this is all over the place do you have? I feel like you don't have that many. Oh, like, uh, well, like, people I actually dated, probably like 
Uh, I had two in college, uh, you know, one here. The older I get, there's so many exes that I want to call on for their expertise. Like a former personal trainer, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to pay any more for that. I'd like him to work me out. No, I mean, mean, not like that. Yes, see, you're like the plumber. Work me out. Clean my pipe. No, but I'm like, damn, I really wish I could call Alan and just, like, have a personal session session for free or a discount and tweet about him instead. No, the the only one that uh, I would like to call up just because they they have a cool dog I want to play with. Really? You sound like Dan. Like, Dan would do that. When we broke up, uh, I I was definitely like, "Ah, damn, I miss that German Shepherd. Really? (laughs) Yeah. She had an awesome German Shepherd. We snuggle a lot. So you miss the dog, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, we're still. I'm still friends with the girl. I'm still friends. I try and stay oh. friends with my exes. Not like buddy, buddy. Like not like come over, hey. You yeah, like see, that's the thing. That's my point to this woman. I would say if you're honest with your significant other, yeah, you gotta and be honest. He's with comfortable her. with it. Why would you not take the plumbing discount? If they're comfortable with it, then I think it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. But oh my god. I feel like that's just how pornos start. The ex, <laughs> the plumber I used to bang, come over. Where are my boyfriends there? Next way, there's a next. Next thing you know, there's a three-way. Well, you have plumbing. to have somebody hold the camera, so like the boyfriend. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, John. I can't you believe we've already been like talking forty minutes. I got to wrap Is it up the show. Forty minutes. Yes. Jeez. Is there one last story or anything that you want to bring up or suggest or do on this podcast? No, I mean, because this been is fun. Really? <laughs> Do you have anything you want to bring up? Uh, no, I feel like we brought it all up. We talked about, you know, the marriage pressure, my mm-hmm. nervous tick that I'm developing, which is so odd. No, wait, what tick? Like, I, I'm now getting nervous ticks when I'm pitching things. It's, oh, it's like you, the ums and the... Oh, oh like, I thought you meant like you had a little spasm in your arm or something. <laughs> no, but like, I, I feel like my voice spasms, which, you know... Oh, like cracks? Yeah. Mine does that, but that's just because uh. I'm going through puberty. <laughs> John Morgan, you were epic on this podcast. I can't believe you're moving away. You're like one and done. I'll still be a, I'll still be around. Don't worry. Oh, good. Well, we'll call you up on the phone for any gun advice. Hey, direct flights from Charlotte to D.C. Holla at your boy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, where can people can people follow you? Do you want to give out your social media? Uh, yeah, or no? I mean, Twitter is JC Morgan at Twitter or whatever. Good. <laughs> I don't That's- use Twitter that much. <laughs> but yeah, holler at me. Yeah, debate him about gun laws. Actually, you know, I mean, you were pretty much like pro for it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Fuck the NRA. All right. I won't go that far. <laughs> okay, everybody. Email me. Follow me on social media. It's See ya. Twitter, Instagram, Hey Freeze Podcast on Snapchat. I'll be back tomorrow. Bye, everybody. John, we have to do one more California Tortilla commercial. Grab those headphones. Put them back on. California Tortilla. Go there today for lunch. Bring your office. And you can also purchase a gift card. So if you're looking for uh, a perfect gift for your boss, why not a California Tortilla gift card? Um, They also cater for your next office party. So if you want to find out more, caltort.com backslash catering or call 855-CALTORT to book yours. Are you going? To California tortilla before you leave? Oh, I'll, yeah, definitely. Yes, nom, nom, I'm nom, nom, my nom, head. Yes. I love Mexican food. It's <laughs> yes, so good. Perfect. California tortilla. Go to caltort.com.